Fantasy Football Head versus Heart. I'm Pete. I'm Dave. And uh, just a, a little mention before we kick off that apologies if the, the sound quality isn't as good as it normally is. Um, I decided to take some annual leave, so we're doing this over Zoom, um, which can have its sort of technical difficulties, but I know how Extremely selfish. time off. <clears throat> Extremely selfish of you there, Pete, um, taking time off. And it is, it's a bit lonely sat in the, I mean, the same meeting room we normally go into. Um, it's just not. It's, it's just sad looking at you through a camera rather than having your physical presence in the room. So yeah, hopefully at we'll. Least, at least I've got clothes on, which is a bonus. Oh, that makes a change. Yeah, that does make a change. <laughs> <laughs> so my my sort of takeaway from this weekend, apart from obviously the win, which I'm not going to go about too much, um, is that everyone seemed to get a decent haul. It was one of those weeks where. Lots of players, lots of popular players all seem to do well. You have Madison, Son, Salah, Watkins, and Buemo, Haaland. Everyone seemed to return. And most people have got a combination of those in their team. So, yeah, I got 80. What did you get? I think I got 85. 85. So it was fairly close between us. Yeah. Um, uh, 80 points on a normal week, would be, you'd be flying up the ranks. Mm. I don't feel like I'm um, that disappointed by the score. But I've got a red arrow in every single league that I'm in. And it's just a bit, I don't know, it feels like a bit of a letdown, a bit of a flat week, even though I have scored 80 points. Um, so, I yeah, a bit of a weird every, one. Everyone was around the 80s, weren't they? I mean, I went, mm. I, after Saturday's fixtures, I went down and I was like, I thought I've had quite a decent week and then sort of did a bit of investigating that a lot of, a lot of the teams in the league had used the majority of their players, whereas I still had like four or five still to play. Um, mm-hmm. So I went down quite a fair amount and then went up on the Sunday and the Monday. But I think I pretty much might have stayed where I was. Right. Okay. So, yeah, nothing gained, really. Yeah. Um, average points in that week was 67, which is fairly high. Uh, I got, with 80 points, I, I came 2.3 millionth in the, the game week. So, yeah, really high scoring one. It doesn't happen that often. Although, saying that, it has happened a few times this season already. I do wonder if there are, and we'll have to check this, but I do wonder if there's just more goals. Teams are worse defensively or teams are teams are going for it more. Um, one thing I would say, and I, I we mentioned, I'll come on to it a bit later, my mate Ross, who, who, who went without Haaland, mm-hmm. said to him that it, this game seems to be getting harder to play now. There are a lot of players in the game that are all doing really well. Everyone's got very similar teams. And even if you've got a slightly different team to somebody above you, you're only one or two transfers away from having their exact team. So you can just copy them. And it feels like a lot more people are listening to social media and YouTube and and, all, and the podcasts that are out there. And it's getting more of like a, it, it's going to come down to fine details, I think, as to who, who does well this season and who doesn't. And the, the key, I think, has got to be that you pick your players based on the fixtures that are coming up rather than the people that have scored loads of points. Um, there's one player that I think is going to be brought in by a lot of people this week. So the combination of, of factors, and it's Douglas Louise. So Douglas Louise has, has had a, a bit of an insane return every, every home match this season. He takes penalties and Villa have got quite a few penalties already. So he is he is cash, absolutely cashing in. He used to use your pun from... Uh, Matty Cash last week. Mm-hmm. It's actually Louise that's cashing in. So lots of people are going to bring him in now. He's become like the buzz player or the knee-jerk player. 
Is he like 4.7 mil, Dave? He's, he's quite cheap, isn't he? He's, he's super cheap, which counts in his favour. Aston Villa have got a really good run of fixtures coming up as well. So if yeah. you need somebody that's super cheap, actually, you could probably do worse than him. But looking behind his points, his statistics of, of how attacking he actually is, um, his potential for creation of chances, it's actually really low. And so it's, yeah... It's it's probably not a wise decision unless you are going to use him as like bench fodder every now every now and again. Um, could do worse, but actually, I don't think he's as good as what people have made him out to be. So I'll be staying staying way, well away from him. Um, I did, funnily enough, I looked at him this morning, Dave, and I thought oh, that is a good cheap option. But then it just popped into my head that I'm doing exactly some of the advice that you told me not to, which is chase somebody mm-hmm. after a haul. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, talking about Douglas Louise, he's had a, he's had a couple of big hauls this year. He's got fifteen points against West Ham. You went to watch that, didn't you? I did, mate. Yeah, it's brutal. It, honestly, it is. I, I must give a shout out to anyone that watches their team home and away. Um, I'm obviously a home season ticket holder. I don't get to as many games as I'd like to, but there is honestly no worse feeling than driving for like three hours, watching your team get spanked, and then driving home three hours. And you think, why? Why do I do this? <laughs> yeah, dragged yourself. Like, yeah, it, it can be some of the some of the journeys that teams have to make these days are absolutely massive. But you still get hundreds and hundreds of fans who make that 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 coach journey. Twelve hours on a coach sometimes, mm. just with a load of a load of lads with their fins of Carlsberg, and I bet that must be an absolute nightmare by the end of it. It doesn't do anything for me. Even as a big football fan, I, I'm just not interested in that I, kind of I thing reckon, at all. I reckon there's a lot of sleepy, sleepy on the way back. <laughs> but you peak, you peak at about the 60, 70 minute mark and then the alcohol starts to wear off. But Watkins Watkins was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible in that game. Right-footed and left-footed. Just a great player. Okay, so uh, just for the listeners, on uh, there's a game on Friday, which is Crystal Palace versus Spurs. Nice little London derby at eight o'clock. So make sure you lock your teams in on the Friday. Um, that should be a little humdinger of a game, actually. Tottenham are, oh God, it hurts to say it, but are absolutely on fire. Yeah. And Palace, absolutely falling apart. They're, they've looked terrible the last few games. The gaps that they've had behind their defence, they're playing a really high line but they haven't got the players that can actually play that effectively. Mm. So you think of Son getting in behind. I was tempted to sell him this week, but I don't know if I can. I'm talking myself out of it. I don't I don't think it's worth the risk, to be honest. Um, last, What we will say, though, remember the, the curse? I think Mahatma Gandhi was the one that said, never back the early kickoff. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, that, that myth has finally been, been broken um, because Salah got a, a haul in the first game against Everton uh, this week. So that has been absolutely disproved now. And I did I did think um, to myself, oh I bet Dave's got him as captain. But you obviously <laughs> you obviously changed, didn't you? Yeah, I I, I was gonna follow that. I, I, I stayed true to, to the law and went with uh, went with Haaland. I, I thought Haaland was the best captain anyway. Thought those Liverpool Everton games are often quite tight. Mm. You can never really predict a red card. And I, I actually thought it would be. I think I messaged you, didn't I? I could, I could have seen Darwin losing his head in that game, but he yeah. didn't even start. So, well, that, it, that, 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 that might give you an favorite. idea of what I'm doing with my team. 
uh, this week. Yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. put Darwin in thinking that after coming on for 10 minutes against Newcastle and changing the game, that Klopp would put some faith in him. But he hasn't actually started a game since then. So um, nope. he's he's got to go. So that'll be that'll be one of my changes this week. But if we talk about changes, one of the things that shocked me was when I was watching the the Tottenham game on Monday night. And um I think it was just after half time. I missed sort of five, ten minutes after half time, and you said Udogi's been taken off. Um, mm-hmm. which sort of cemented in your mind him coming out of your team. And uh, I said, oh, you're going to go for Pedro Porro because obviously he's, he's the other attacking fullback for Spurs. And you said you were thinking about moving away from Tottenham. So I'd be interested to understand your thoughts on that because obviously Tottenham are flying high. They are. Um, and it's brave to go against a team that are on form. But form doesn't, doesn't always last. And what you, what you find after playing this game for years is that you sometimes it's good to get off players whilst they're playing well. I know it sounds it sounds odd. It's by the time you you get to the point where they're let's say you've had them for three or four weeks, they've done well for those three or four weeks. Everyone has got them by that point. And if they if they stop, then you end you end up you're no worse off than anybody else. But also I feel like you might have missed an opportunity to get the next player. You're always trying to stay one one step ahead of the game, and if you can find a player that's going to do it e- even equally as well as the the players you're getting rid of, if not a bit better, then you're you're not going to do any worse, and you might actually you be in advance. And then let's say the player you pick, somebody like, like Arsenal have got a couple of really good fixtures coming up. They're playing Sheffield United at home, who are arguably the worst team in the league. Difficult match next with Newcastle away, but then they've got Burnley at home as well. You can get an Arsenal player in instead of a, one of the Spurs players, then maybe you're getting ahead of the game because by that point, by the time, say Saka scores his second haul against Burnley, he then becomes a must-have player for everybody, mm. and they all rush to get him in. But you've already benefited from getting him a couple of weeks earlier. So it's this is the hardest part of the game, I think, in that you have to you have to go against what seems logical, which is to take out players that are playing well. But because you feel like there are players that could do better in future weeks, even though they're they're not as highly owned, um, and also, and I think I think I think maybe this is this could be the time to get get away from Spurs before their form starts to turn a little bit. Mm-hmm. They've still got some all right fixtures coming up. Uh, let me get the list up. Palace away, as we've said, but then they're playing Chelsea at home. Now at home, Spurs look really good, but Chelsea have got one of, if not the best, defense in the league based on the stats. So that could be a tough game. And whilst Son or Madison might return, they're not going to grab a hat-trick. It's not going to be a, a goal fest, I don't, I don't imagine. Mm. Then they're playing Wolves away. And Wolves, are, Wolves away is a tricky fixture, actually. Um, Wolves are a really solid side. And then Villa, they've got to play Villa at home. And Villa, as That'd we know, yeah. it's a good, that, that could be a high-scoring game because Villa defensively not not been amazing, but they are going to score against you. So the, the the swing in that match, either one of the teams might decide to sit back a little bit more to try and contain the other attack, or you may end up just completely going for it. I think what, what I'm leaning towards is that it's more of a priority to get rid of the defender. Um, because even though Spurs have done well so far, they're coming up against teams like Chelsea, even for Wolves, Neto has, been, has looked really good recently, and Huang is, is doing that as well. Um 
and then Villa bound to score. Then they're playing City, then they're playing West Ham, then they're playing Newcastle. So the the fixtures are turning, and so I th- I think Udogi is probably gonna probably gonna come out. Um, I'm not properly sure for who yet. Was that uh, just was that what... just tactical on Monday then to take him off I after think, 54? Yeah, I think so. I d- I didn't read anything about him getting injured, and they brought on uh, Emerson Royale, Emerson who's, Royale a, yeah. who's a right back. So they ended up with two right backs on the pitch. Which is a bit, just a bit bizarre. Maybe, so maybe, I don't... Had, maybe had a niggle when they said just give it five minutes in the second half and see how it is. But yeah, maybe that might be that might be one to keep an eye out on Thursday. The press conference is likely to be for that, as it's a Friday night game. Yeah, I do an update. But yeah, I, I'm not under any pressure to make a, to take any of those players out at the moment. So there could be some injury news that comes later in the week. You've got there's European fixtures for certain teams this week as well. Your hand could be forced from. Uh, from one of those anyway so it'll be something that I do before just before the deadline if I am going to change anything I have got two free transfers though so I would just be wasting one if I, if I didn't do something mm-hmm. um, so yeah looking at looking at other teams though thinking about that same that same idea of planning ahead there are a few teams that have got lovely runs coming up um, Arsenal's fixtures are fairly decent in the next six games they've got to play Sheffield United Burnley Wolves at home and then Luton away. Uh, Aston Villa's fixtures look really good as well. They've got Luton, Forest, Fulham, Bournemouth in their next five. Uh, Brighton, and this is this is one team that seems to have dropped off people's radar now. Brighton have got a lovely run. And whilst they might not be very good at the back, they are still creating loads of chances and they're still going to score goals. Mm-hmm. And they've got Fulham, Everton, Sheffield, Sheffield United and Forest in their next four. That's four great fixtures. Um that you would fancy them scoring in every game. So I think at least one Brighton player is great probably shout. essential. They weren't, they weren't on my radar, so that is a great shout. Mm. So yeah, have a think about it. And if you're if you want the best player, it's probably still Mitoma who I've got. But because Sully March has got a long term injury now, there's very much there's very little competition on the right hand side. So Adingra, who we we have mentioned before on this, yeah, Adingra looks fairly fairly guaranteed to play at least at least as a substitute if not full 90 minutes and he's only about 5 million so, and another another one for Brighton who, who I guess I don't know whether he's going under the radar but I've seen his name crop up on the score sheet is Fatty yeah he started to get in a bit more I think he was completely out of shape when he got to Brighton mm. um, he can play anywhere across the front line so where exactly he's going to play, I don't know, but he he seems to so far have been coming on as a substitute, and because of their European fixtures, it might be somebody that they keep for European fixtures to start in. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see what Brighton do this week in Europe. Um, but yeah, another player who no one is going to have those type mm-hmm. of players. So they they could be a nice little differential for a team that have uh, got some really good attacking fixtures coming up. Yeah, so. Villa, Brighton, I think, are the, are the top two. And then somewhat, somewhere very close to your heart, West Ham have got a lovely run of fixtures as well. In the, in the next seven, they've got to play Everton, Brentford, Forest, Burnley, Palace, Spurs and Fulham. So mm. six of those games, you'd fancy them to, to, if not win, at least score in. So Brentford away might be a bit tricky, but even still, you'd probably back them. So I think a West Ham player is probably essential um, there's only one is, though, Dave. There's only... There is only one. There is only one. Um, too far. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Jared, Jared Bowen, I think uh, I saw yesterday, he's now in a in a very small minority of three players to have scored in five consecutive, the first five consecutive away games. Only mm-hmm. done by Salah and Thierry Henry, so... Wow. That's, that's some... That's some group to be in, um, and he, yeah. he, although it wasn't a great goal against Villa, he looked very lively and looked the, the main person to score. So, if, if you're going to go for anyone, it would it would be him for sure. Yeah, it that maybe my this week my transfer is going to be Madison to Bowen. They're similar price. That might be a nice easy one to do. Mm. Whilst I would want, I still want Madison. I w- I think Bowen has got potential to score more points over the next six seven games. Yeah, and therefore, it's hard to move away from Madison. But maybe that's the thing, thing to thing that I'm going to do. Maybe a defender and then Bowen in as well. Because yeah, that top top three teams. I looking at attacking fixtures anyway. Um, top three teams: Villa, Brighton, and West Ham. I can't imagine many teams have got representatives from all of those players. Um, so. I when I did my wild card, I made sure I had three Villa players. I've got Mitoma in, uh, even though their fixtures were quite di- difficult for the first couple of weeks. I've definitely not fallen behind, and my first wild card week was really good. I think mm. I've got about eighty points both weeks. Now is when my team should come alive because I've prepared for these in advance for these these good fixture runs. Not to say that the good players are not going to keep scoring. Like if you've got Arsenal, let's say, let's forget about Man United players from now on. They're playing Luton in a couple of weeks, but it's not worth holding Man United players just for that one fixture, I don't think. Um, but if you've got City or Chelsea or Arsenal players, Liverpool players as well, not to say they're not going to do very well because they can still score. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you want to be a little bit a little bit differential, I think Brighton, West Ham, they could be good teams to go after. Okay, so if we just do uh, just cover our league table for the listeners that are in our league table, um, Will is top, uh, sitting on six hundred and fifteen points. Um, Adam Selby is has moved up to second spot, and he's seventeen behind uh, Will. Uh, Johnny Sexton, he's been there or thereabouts, I think, in the top four or five for the majority of the season. Slightly mm-hmm. underperformed this week, only seventy four points. Um, and then I noticed Matt Lum had that massive jump with 108 points, but he used his bench booster this week. Yeah, and what what I will say, I'm not sure he made the most of that because only 10 points from the bench. Mm. So it's helped a little bit, but I would I would hope that there's a better opportunity in the future to use that bench boost. So I'm yeah, well, hoping I mean, he would have that... got 90, he would have got 98 without the bench boost, which is still a phenomenal. Yeah, score, still a good week. Right? Yeah. Look, just look. I'm just looking at the team now. Yeah, all the strikers: Harland, Watkins, Alvarez, Adam Bomo as well. Oh, Virgil Van Dijk in there, and Alison Arsa, double Liverpool defence. I've not seen anybody else do that. No. So that could be that. That is a nice little differential if it happens. Um, yeah, Jordan Ayew though, not too sure about that. Dan Byrne on the bench with six points as well. I know that was a bench boost, but yeah. Uh, it's a fairly decent team, actually. And it's it's not too far away from, from the other teams that we've got in the league. I know my uh, my team is... I'm fifth, so my team is very, very similar to Wills, who's mm-hmm. leading. And so it's tempting me to maybe try and go a little bit different, um, just, to, just to try and create a little bit of a, 
a gap between us because when you've got somebody who you're chasing who's got the same team as you, you you're just going to get the same points every single week. You're not going to make any ground on it. So yeah, I'm, I might I might mix things up a little bit. So to summarise, get your Brighton, your West Ham, uh, your your Aston Villa players in, um, and. Uh, we wish you well for the weekend. Not too well, but we wish you well for the weekend. <laughs> I've been Pete. I've been Dave.